0: Welcome to the H2P Podcast on DK Sports Radio. I am your host, Chris Carter, here on this Thursday, March the 18th of 2021. Yesterday was Pitt's Pro Day, and that's all we're talking about today. I know for you Pitt football fans, well, if you're a Pitt fan, you're a Pitt fan, but we've been talking a lot of Pitt hoops for the past month or so, and rightfully so, because they were in season, but they're out, and now it's time to talk about Pitt Spring Ball and Pitt, pit pro day but today is about pit pro day because this could be a historic draft for the pit panthers this draft class has the potential to now have seven players in it i really mean that seven players because we all thought you know six players could go into it and if you're not someone who's keeping up with with you know which players might get drafted where it's obviously, the the six players that we were talking about was Jalen Twyman, Paris Ford, DeMar Hamlin, Jimmy Morrissey, Patrick Jones, and Rashad Weaver. In no particular order, those are the six guys that have been up there. But Jason Pinnock, I gotta say, he showed up. He's been left off people's boards because, you know, in college, he didn't have... All the highlight plays, you know, you often saw him getting beat on an island, but that's just what Pitt does is they put their cornerbacks on islands. But he showed up in the best way at Pitt Pro Day. Because you look at his numbers. His vertical jump, 39.5 inches. His broad jump, uh, 10 feet, 8 inches. 40-yard dash, 4.47. Very good. His pro shuttle, 4, uh, 4.08 seconds. His three cone time, 6.86. Those all would have been very good in the 2020 NFL Scouting Combine class of cornerbacks. He would have placed third in the vertical jump, seventh in the broad jump, 12th in the 40-yard dash, third in the shuttle, and second in the three cone drill. And again, he's six foot one. And he's tons of fun, uh, but I I look at Jason Pinnock and I always liked his tenacity, the way that he played cornerback. And, and it was it's also important to point out Cornell Powell, a, a one of the receivers that's coming out of Clemson this year in the NFL draft. He was asked at the Clemson Pro Day a week ago, uh, who's who are the tough corners, the toughest corners that you faced in your career? And he's and he said two players, one other player, and Jason Pinnock. Pinnock's size, he's hes your prototypical height for a quarterback. Six foot one, or cornerback. So six foot one, long arms, can can you know put an arm in your chest and, and keep his own balance without having to sell out too much. And also can flat out run and jump. I mean, that 39 and a half inch vertical, that... That's pretty doggone good. That would have been third best last year in last year's Combine. Now, just to remember, the importance of this Pro Day and why I keep saying last Combine is because there is no Combine this year. There were Combine, combine invitees to make it official, like who would have gotten an invite this year, but because of the pandemic, because of COVID-19, they're, not, they're saying, hey, let's not bring like 200 guys to the same stadium and have them just... Be around each other for a whole week while they do all these events and they sweat around each other. That's just maybe not the best idea, and I agree it's not the best idea. So everyone's pro days are extremely important. And hey, Pitt, and Pitt also brought out a whole bunch of guys. I think they had sixteen guys in total. Alex Kessman even came out and uh, nailed a sixty foot yard field or sixty foot sixty yard field goal. Um, and, and we know that he is the most accurate kicker from fifty yards or more in NCAA history. So, you know, if, if one team comes to get ridiculous, they could try to draft him, too. Um, but I don't think they will. You, you don't draft kickers unless you're the Raiders in the first round, which still is the weirdest thing ever. But I, I look at Pitt's class, and I see a ton of talent here. And we knew that. But now we know that, like, hey, this is for real. This isn't just Pitt fans being Pitt fans saying, oh, you know, we can get... You know, you know what, what if this guy gets drafted? What if that gets you drafted? And there's still the pit fans who are doing that. Who are saying, like, you know, hey, man, I I, I think, uh... I think DeMar Hamlin could be in the first round. I'm like, okay, calm down. Now I think DeMar Hamlin absolutely deserves credit for everything he's done. But we all know he ain't going in the first round this year. But he had a strong... He had a solid day. He, um... You know, he, he he All he needed to show that, hey hey, I'm a decent athlete, and he, and all his times, all his all his numbers show that he would have been middle of the pack of safeties last year. That's what he needed to show because he's a heck of a communicator, a heck of a leader, and a versatile play that could play in the slot, deep safety, strong safety, and even line up outside the numbers on on occasion. Teams are going to see that and they're going to say, yes, give me him. And. Uh, Jalen Twyman threw up 40 reps on the bench press, which would have been, which was according to uh, according to Stathead, which is Pro Football Reference and Sport Reference, like their website. That's there's their stat accumulator. In the history of the combine since 2000, since they've been recording stats, that's the most by any defensive lineman. And yes, that's more than Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was even on the on the broadcasts saying that he couldn't throw up 40 bench pre- 40 bench press reps when he was coming out of college. And you had Rashad Weaver, who posted blistering times on the three-cone and the shuttle drill. And everybody knows, yeah, yeah, I mean, his 40-yard dash time, 4.85, who cares? You're not asking a defensive end to run a 40-yard a, a dash. You're asking, hey, how explosive are you out of your stance? How quick can you bend around that corner? How sharp of an angle can you make to make it hard for an offensive tackle to get his hands on you and slow you up so that he can keep you from getting to the quarterback? He exploded in those. And frankly, even though Patrick Jones had the more sacks on the season, and even though Patrick Jones was healthy the last two years, I think Rashad's really pushed him. And we saw it with the with the All-American votings because Rashad got more votes in the, in those categories. But I think we're seeing he, with his measurements, it's going to continue. He's uh, Rashad Weaver is pushing himself into a day two discussion of when he's going to get drafted. And I, I wonder when it's going to happen for the draft boards because all season long, he's been in the 200s as far as where people think he's going to get drafted on, you know, on uh, on 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 the draft network, on Pro Football Network, on on all the things, all the like the the, the draft wizards, you know. But now he's starting to bump himself up a little bit more. His six point nine eight three cone drill, that would have been the second best of all defensive linemen in the twenty twenty combine, and it would have been the fourth best of any defensive lineman in, in, in the combine since two thousand. His shuttle time of four point three zero. That would have been the fastest time last year of defensive linemen at the Combine. And the, it would have been the, it's the fifth best at, of defensive linemen since, 20, since 2000. And it's important to note, those times I'm talking about, you know who they also beat out last year? Alex Highsmith. Who Steelers fans, you're happy about. Highsmith had a 4.31 shuttle time and a 7.323 cone time. And he was among the best last year. And his athleticism, his bend, his explosiveness, that's a big reason why the Steelers wanted him out of Buffalo. Or Charlotte, excuse me, mixing up my guys. But Rashad Weaver, showing he got it. Jason Pinnock, showing, hey, give me a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick shot. Because that's what those are. Those are, those are darts thrown at a dartboard by most teams. And now they'll see those numbers, and they'll see his size, and they'll see his willingness to play special teams. And they'll be like, hey, why not give him a shot? And that's all you need is a shot in the NFL. Get in there. Get a chance to prove yourself. And who knows what you can do. And maybe they get seven dudes on the draft list. But it wasn't all flower and roses and honey. We'll talk about the things that weren't good in in Pitt's Pro Day right after this. Back here on the H2P Podcast here on DK Sports Radio talking on the Pit Pro Day is me, Chris Carter, your host. So I, I gave you all the good stuff up front because Pit, I know y'all need some good stuff to talk about. It's been rough. You know, it started out great this football season, fell apart in October, picked yourself back up in November and ended up, you know, salvaging the season a bit. Started off great to your basketball season, fell into a tank, didn't even rebound, and lost, you know, two of your top scores that you were hoping to come back next year and keep the team together. It's been rough for Pitt, so I wanted to give you all the good news up front. Now, the unfortunate part of this pro day was there were a few guys who didn't do their best. Patrick Jones, maybe not his fault, but his bench press wasn't the best out there. And then he uh, he didn't have the best broad jump, but he, he tweaked his hamstring during the 40-yard dash, which I think he timed out as a 4.80 unofficially, which isn't very good. And when he tweaked his hamstring, he couldn't run the three cones of the shuttles, so he was very limited in the pro day. Now, I, I still think he's going to get picked in the middle rounds, of course, but this was his chance to explode and show everyone in the NFL, like, hey, pick me! Uh, I did get all. The, I didn't just get all these sacks just because. I really can do this, and unfortunately, he did not get that. He he did not capitalize on that opportunity. Unfortunately, he had an injury that got in the way. But those things happen. He knows it. He said as much afterwards. He's still confident about his chances moving forward. He'll get that chance. I know that. Um. although I did hype up Jalen Twyman's bench press, everything else was not that good. And it did look like his legwork might have been out of shape. Now, I say that because a lot of people were talking about, you know, would he be in shape after a year off from football? And he's been working away. And it's obviously still got the strength if he's throwing up that many bench press reps. But he didn't, you know, in the in the explosiveness, in the quickness drills, it didn't go so well. His broad jump was 104 inches. His three cone was 8.0 seconds. Those would have been the worst of the defensive linemen in the 2020 combine. And... Aaron Donald is a guy who is explosive both with his upper body and his lower lower body. Again, Twyman can get it together. He can figure it out. He can get to the NFL and figure this stuff out. I'm not saying he can't. But I am saying that's not a good sign. Now, again, he's got plenty of time to to work on that from now until August when training camp is, is open. But he's got to work on it, and that's you know that's something that Pat Narduzzi talked about after the pro day too, was saying like there's there's combine trainers and there's football trainers. Combine trainers get you ready for the events. Football trainers get you ready for the game. Whatever trainer he was working with, he needs to either find a new trainer who's going to help his uh, help his lower body more, or find a football trainer who's just going to get him in good old fashioned football shape. So, like I said, wasn't all roses and flowers. Jalen Twyman had a rough time. Patrick Jones got hurt, but probably the most disappointing was Paris Ford's running times. It's not a good day on his part. Ford, of course, opted out like Jalen Twyman, but unlike Jalen Twyman, he opted out in the middle of the season after the after Pitt got smooked by. Notre Dame in in late October. That was a rough time. They were on a middle of a four game win streak, and, and I'll say this: Paris Ford is a guy he wants to win. He wants to fight. I remember being in Boston at Boston College when they lost in overtime on some crazy stuff on a one they because they scored a touchdown, missed an extra point, and they lost by a single point in overtime. And Paris Ford was in such disbelief that he stood on the field afterwards just looking at it like he couldn't believe this happened and it was a it was a tough thing to accept for him then and as they kept losing he eventually opted out and uh, again that signaled like a, a serious questionable point you know for the program could Narduzzi pull them back from this could anyone believe what he's selling in the locker room and to his credit he got them to believe because they won three out of their last four games some of which were on the road. But Ford, that being the last time we've seen or heard from him, he needed to make this day stick, if you know what I mean. He needed to make this day memorable for anyone who wanted to say, hey, I believe in this guy. Now, again, you look at his tape, you believe in this guy. I mean, the guy had, what, six interceptions, few forced fumbles a bunch of pass breakups he, I think he averaged a pass breakup for every game he played his last uh two or last two years with Pitt it's obvious he has the talent it's obvious that he has the know-how but his 40 yard dash time is alarming <laughs> when you have when you're a safety and you're supposed to be a ranging safety, and your best forty yard dash time is four point eight three. Now, granted, all these things, there could be stuff happening in the background that we have no idea about. Some guy might have hurt himself. Somebody might have a messed up toe. Some guy might just had a woke up on the wrong side of the bed that day. And and speed don't always mean everything. You know, they brought up on the on the broadcast on ACC Network, uh, you know how. Doran Dickerson was like, first of all, combines being a football speed. And you think of some of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Jerry Rice, he didn't have a good 40 time. Heck, some of the greatest receivers of the past decade. Antonio Brown, not a good 40 time. Did it matter? Juju, not a burner. But we've seen him run past people. And run away from people for 97-yard touchdowns. So it's not the end-all, be-all. But for Paris Ford's situation, it's unfortunate. Because, again, this was his chance to kind of show, hey, this is what I've been working on this whole time since the season ended. And he really didn't excel in any area. He had a broad jump of 110 inches, a vertical jump of 28.5 inches. They all they all would have been dead last among safeties in the, in the 2020 combine. So that's disappointing because at one point Paris Ford going into the season was looking like maybe, maybe he could be a first round pick. Well, he's definitely not that now. And maybe he's not a second round pick. Maybe again, Teams are going to see his tape, and they're going to talk to him, and they're going to get a sense of, like, hey, he can find the ball. It's obvious this dude can get to it, and he, it's obvious this guy's a football guy. But we got to see how that goes. But if I'm Paris Ford, I'm, I'm proving every which way I can that I'm ready to be on whatever roster can take me. And doing things that sort of sell like, hey, yeah, that was bad, but wait till you see this. I'll flip the script. I'll get. I'll give you a positive thing to end the podcast on here. One thing that I thought was very intriguing about what Pat Narduzzi told us after the pro day, he told us a story about how, what's impressing a lot of the NFL scouts. He said, when Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver, when they were heading to the Senior Bowl, they called Pat Narduzzi and... Uh, Charlie Partridge, the defensive line coach, and said, hey, can you guys get us the tape of every offensive tackle that we're about to face in this senior bowl? We want to study it while we're here. We want to know their strengths and their weaknesses so that we can beat them in the, in, in the senior bowl. And they thought, wow, that's insane. And then when NFL teams get told that, Pat reduces is like, their ears perk up because they're like, what, he this guy's this guy that studious of the game? That's what you got to sell to people to get in the NFL. That's what you got to sell to them to say, hey, this guy's real about his craft. He loves the game of football. And I think Paris does love the game of football. I'm not going to sell him short at all on that. But he's got to show somebody else that. And who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe all of Pitt will. But with Jimmy Morrissey. With Rashad Weaver, Patrick Jones, Jalen Twyman, Paris Ford, DeMar Hamlin, and now Jason Pinnock, Pitt can have seven guys in their draft class. The last time that they had seven guys, excuse me, the last time they had six guys, period, was 2004 with Larry Fitzgerald. The last time they had seven guys was 1990. And funny enough, the most guys that ever came in a pit draft was twelve in nineteen eighty one when Hugh Green came out. But this is a this is a real chance for Pit to show out. Now again, I, I I'm pretty sure six guys are getting drafted. Jason Pinnock might have made him the seventh. And again, if someone's crazy, Alex Kessman could be eight. This is a chance for a historic draft. And yes, there were some bungles, but that happens with every pro day and combine there's always going to be some guys that just don't do well you'll find that all across the ncaa but i'm pretty sure you're gonna have a lot of new pit panthers to root for in the nfl on sundays next year and that's always fun to have but we hope you've had fun on this podcast because i'm chris carter and this has been the h2p podcast here on DK Sports Radio Network. Subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating with positive comment. We appreciate you. Stay tuned for the network. We've got a lot of things coming your way.